in today's show, I'm going to go through the top 12 players for fantasy basketball for the 2021-2022 NBA season. Michael Bolton, he's going to watch on. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, let's look at the best players for fantasy basketball. Now, a quick, quick caveat or quick note, actually. The Locked On Fantasy Basketball Championship, in which I've been getting you guys to answer questions, is full. We have 12 participants for that league. The correct answer to the question, what was my first ever NHL jersey, was an Eric Lindros Philadelphia Flyers jersey. My second one was a John LeClaire Philadelphia Flyers jersey. So there you go. Flyers fan. People were thinking, oh, he's a Kings fan. He's a Panthers fan. He's a Sabres fan. You got Oilers jersey. I was a Flyers fan. I still am a Flyers fan. Anyway, that's that one. That league is done. I think I will probably do a second league of some description coming up. So stay tuned for details on that. And the uh, the prize which we're going to talk about as well, is the cash prize, but there's also the memorabilia prize brought to you, which is going to be brought to you by a uh, sports memorabilia and card store called Trace and Chase, and more details on those guys coming up in uh, in future shows. So be uh, be on the lookout for that. So what we do, I tweeted this out yesterday, but I think it's important to, to talk about. People really, really focus significantly on their first round pick. I think probably to their detriment, but it doesn't matter if I think that. People still do it. And so many questions I get. Who do I take at pick two? Or who do I take at pick nine? Or who do I take at pick 10? And I think let's, let's just go through it. Maybe this works on the YouTube clickbait type algorithm as well. Hey, here are the best players. Go for this. But these are the guys that I would take in that order. Um, and people ask, why do you do so much content on snake drafts? And you don't talk about what are the prices on auctions? Or why is so much category versus points leagues? And I'll tell you why. Because 70 plus percent of the people who listen to this podcast play category leagues versus points leagues. 80 plus percent of people who listen to this podcast and in fantasy community in general play snake leagues versus salary cap auction drafts. So we still do things like roto leagues and points league stuff. And we do auction mock drafts and, and auction strategy and all that sort of stuff. But the vast majority of stuff has got to be tailored towards what the vast majority of leagues are. And that's why we do that. And if you want dollar projections, of course, I have all that on Basketball Monster and ways to run auctions and all that sort of stuff. It's all there. So we're doing this for snake drafts. I'm going to do category leagues and points leagues who the top players are for this season, in my uh, most humble of opinions. All right, let's take a look at um, category leagues first. I think that's probably the smart place to start. Number one, I don't think there's any surprise here. Nikola Jokic is the number one player for drafts this year. He has never been the number one player before last season. He took a big step up last year. He is going to sit some games this year. I can guarantee you that. He will not play all 82 games. But that is just the norm with people, and this doesn't scare me off. Right? Oh, they're going to rest him more. It, literally, everybody is going to miss games out of this top group. It's just going to happen. Right? So don't worry too much about that. Could someone else finish at number one? Sure. And that's part of my reason why. Just don't get too caught up 
in who I draft in the first round. You cannot predict injuries for n- number one. So you can say, well, I, I, first round's important because I took Anthony Davis at the top of the first round and it screwed me. You had no idea that he would play 30 games. You couldn't have predicted that. You couldn't have predicted that James Harden would ping a hammy and play 30 games. You could not have predicted that. Right? So that's not a mistake in process. And the same thing here. Like if Nicole Jokic isn't the number one player, maybe he's the fourth or the fifth player. It's not that big of a drop-off. It's not going to kill you unless he gets hurt and you can't control that anyway. So while there's maybe a 50% chance that Jokic ends up at number one, he's still the number one guy that I would take if I ended up with pick number one in a fantasy draft. And number two, I will take Jim Harden there. And this will change if Kyrie is in fact vaccinated. And let, I want to be clear on something. Like I, I am not... I am not 100% convinced that Kyrie is unvaccinated. Sometimes he's just a shit stirrer. Maybe that's what this is about. Like guys like Beal, Isaac, Trey Burke, Porter, they've come out and said, nah, like we're not doing it. Kyrie hasn't quite said that, has he? He's always just obfuscating and being sneaky and cryptic and all this bullshit that he does. But he hasn't actually come out and said that. 99% chance that he isn't. He may not remain that way, but if he does miss the maximum or minimum 43 games, then Harden jumps up to number two. So that's why I've got him at number two now. Otherwise, I'd probably push him to three or four. But I've got James Harden at number two. At number three, I'm taking Steph Curry. At this point, Andrew Wiggins is missing 41 games minimum. Clay Thompson is missing probably 41 games as well through um, the absence for the first two to three months and then back-to-back sitting and then limited minutes. Steph's going to carry a gigantic, gigantic load as he did last season. Giggity. And, you know, he's going to put up good numbers. Now, will he hit six threes per game and shoot at 48% and hit 94% from the line or wherever he did? Maybe not. But both he and Harden could very easily push up to be the number one player um, in fantasy basketball. So no problem with taking those guys in that area. Now, General managers, fantasy managers, in fact, they need to ask the right questions to find the right players. Like, do they have ice in their veins? I hope you're not asking that question uh, when you're drafting for fantasy or you're asking the question, does this player have the requisite competitive fervor? But when you're hiring, you can use Indeed assessments to make sure you find candidates with the skills that you need. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place. Even interviewing, don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment that you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills that you need. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to get great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job pros job post at indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash sorry, not locked on. Indeed.com slash locked. Try that again. $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. I hope it lasts longer than September 30th, because this uh this is after September 30th. Anyway, go and try it. I think it'll still work. Guys, delicious. 
You know what I'm going with now. Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have so many delicious flavors. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream. The hits just keep on coming with Built Bar. But not only are these bars delicious, they're also healthy. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, and four to five grams of net carbs. All flavors, all tasty, all amazing, and all healthy. And you can get them today, whether it's raspberry, grasshopper cookie, cookie dough, chunk, whatever it is, and get them for 15% off. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you get your delicious and healthy built bars for 15% off. The promo code is LOCKED15. Built bars are the best tasting protein bar ever. Okay, let's move on to number four in my top fantasy players for 2021-2022. It is, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, Yanni Antetokounmpo. Now, you can go back and you can look at rankings for last year and you can see where Giannis ended up in numbers. And you go, well, why would I take him at number four, Josh? That seems silly. Giannis was the 13th, sorry, the 11th ranked player last year. My projections, if you go to Basketball Monster on a per-game basis, it'll tell you that he's 10th. But we're not mindless robots drafting off a list. Giannis is a top four, maybe top three player when you take out his free throw percentage. In fact, he's probably number one there in a punt free throw scenario. He's got to go this high because everything else that he does is so good and it's dragged down by one category. Giannis in a category league needs to go in that top zone, in that top four to five. I think that he's got to go in the top four, personally. You could argue to take him at two. Shit, if you took him at one, I don't think it's actually the incorrect decision. I think these guys are really pretty close. They all require certain things that you need to deal with. Giannis just has a significantly larger negative than anybody else does. But he's got some big positives, too. So to me, there's a pretty clear top four. Jokic, Harden, Curry, and Yanni. Mix the order up as much as you want. Jokic probably stays in number one, 75% of those mix-ups. But if Giannis is at two and Curry's at three and Harden's at four, no worries with that at all. So there's your top four. Number five, I'm putting Carl Anthony Towns there. I think that we're going to see more assists from Towns this year under a full season of Chris Finch. Yes, they're ramping him up in preseason. I don't think there's any worry about that. Yes, there is Towns alongside Russell and Edwards. And those guys will get shots. Towns will still get his shots, but he can contribute in other areas. He's a great percentage guy, field goal and free throws. He hits threes. He'll get assists. I hope he can block some more shots. I think that might happen from him this season. But he's just really solid around this area. At number five, I've got no problem with taking Carl Anthony Towns. In fact, that's what I would do if I'm sitting in that five pick. And again, tying it in just because of you know, maybe some of the, the dearth of big men uh, available gives him a little bit of a boost there also. At number six, it's Damian Lillard. You could make the argument for Lillard to go at five. I wouldn't want to go any higher, but I've seen people deciding they're going to take Lillard in the top three, which to me is crazy because they look at total value ranking from last season and go, well, Lillard was third because he played more games. But again, you can't project out injuries. He could get hurt at any point. And I just don't think his value is that high. Now, what he has done is improved his assist rate significantly. He does still struggle with field goal percentage. We know that. But he's great in this area. And if you took him at five, I think him and Towns at five and six are pretty interchangeable. And if you want to focus really highly on assists, then getting Lillard's assists might be more valuable for you than getting Towns as a center-eligible player. So I think you're probably looking at top four, next two in Towns and Lillard at five and six. At number seven, 
Let's go with Kevin Durant, who, if we felt more comfortable with his injury, I'm more worried about Durant and injuries than I am with Harden. I'm not worried with Harden and injuries. I am more worried with Durant, but I think that he could push his, he's in that top four, top five discussion if we knew he'd play 70 plus. We just don't have that confidence in him. He does get that bit of a boost here again because of Kyrie's absence or presumed absence. So I think Durant at 70 is totally fine, but I'm not expecting him to play 30 games like he did last year. I think he plays way more than that. But there is that little bit of a risk with him does drop him down somewhat. If I was looking at it purely per game-wise, I'd have him at five. But just because I don't think he gets to 70 games, or I think all these other guys do, that drops him down. But if you want to just look at pure numbers, I have Durant at five, behind Yanni at four, and then Towns Lillard after that. So maybe maybe Durant's probably closer to this Towns Lillard group than he is to the next guy, who is Joel Embiid, another guy who we worry about with injuries. I think some of that stuff does get overblown a little bit for Embiid. I wouldn't be shocked if he played 70 games this season. Simmons is going to be gone, but I don't know whether that necessarily means Embiid gets a gigantic boost in usage. He's already a gigantic usage player, and Simmons is a low usage player. So I don't think that necessarily changes there. But there is more injury risk associated with Embiid than there is with Durant and with Harden. So I think eight is the right spot because there is a fall-off after this top eight. So you group it how you want. Top four, you can put Durant in that to make it a top five. You can put Durant in with the Towns Lillard group or you can put Durant back with the Embiid group at seven and eight. In fact, you could even put Embiid up in the Towns Lillard group. You could have a top four and next four. Really how you want to view it and looking at injury risk of those players. I, I think, again, if you were just looking per game-wise, I probably would have those top four together and then the next four together relatively interchangeable, but risk of Towns and Lillard is lower than Durant and Embiid. Therefore, I'm pushing them a little bit higher. Let's go to number nine on this list, and it is Luka Doncic. Now, Doncic last season was the 16th ranked player on a per-game basis. Much like Yanni, we know there is a significant issue with his free throws. Now, he in the past has been a good free throw shooter. I'm not banking on him becoming a good free throw shooter, but if he does, it's a total bonus. But again, you're drafting him. You know you're going to get low steals. He's not going to block shots, but he's going to get a ton of points, rebounds, and assists. He's going to hit a large volume of threes. His field goal percentage improved as the season went. I was pretty good. And it's the free throws that's the worry. So you're looking at, well, I'm going into this with the notion that I'm punting that category most likely, and that pushes him right up here to number nine. If you wanted to take him because you feel more solid about his games played versus Durant and Embiid, if you t- wanted to take him at seven, there's no problem with that. I don't think he's that far away. Um, but obviously, I've got him at number nine. Now, he's going to go in the top three in most category drafts, and I think that's a gigantic mistake, personally. Number 10 is Jason Tatum. Now, when I look at my per-game numbers and I do um, you know best sevens, which is what I call it when I... And I just coin that phrase now, but I'm calling it from now on. When you look at a player's value and you take away their single worst category, where do they end up ranking? Right, Because I think that's an ideal way to look at them in their head because you build guys into punt formats and that sort of stuff. Yeah, Tatum doesn't come out this high, but some of the guys ahead of him have some risk associated, like full disclosure. Beal was ahead of Tatum in that format. Zion Williamson was ahead of Tatum. But him coming in with the foot fracture makes me drop him down. And the difference between them wasn't large enough for me to take that risk. So I'd take Tatum at 10. At number 11 is Bradley Beal. Now I would have Beal right up even like uh, at 10 probably. 
without the COVID vaccination stuff. Now, he is not Kyrie Irving, right? I, I actually do think that Beal is going to get vaccinated personally. Um, just for some of the stuff that he says, he's was very much giving off, I'm just asking questions type vibe. Um, I think he might get vaccinated. I don't think Porter will. Don't think Isaac will. I think Bill might, but I don't know. But he's not in a situation where he has to miss 41 games. It's this that he has stricter protocols and longer absences if he is exposed to COVID. So that means that he's at larger risk of missing games. The much, much the same way that we look at Durant or Embiid as injury risk, we look at Beal that way now too. So it drops him down a spot or two at number 11. And then to round out the top 12 fantasy basketball players for category leagues, I'm taking Paul George. Now, if Zion Williamson was not hurt, his best seven number actually brings him out ahead of Luka because of the high field goals, massive scoring boost that he gets. I'm banking on an improvement in some of his rebound and assist numbers this season as well. I would not take Zion there either. I wouldn't take him in the top 10. I wouldn't take him in the first round. And now that he's got this foot issue, I wouldn't even take him at the top of the second. But the numbers would tell me that he's actually a worthwhile pick there. And like Yanni and like Doncic, he gets dinged significantly by pure rank numbers because of one category, and that's his free throw percentage. And you take that out, and the value skyrockets. So he's in play. And if he wasn't hurt, he would really be in this mix here at the end of the first round, Zion, I think, just because of... um, you know, that high scoring on high field goal percentage is not a combination that really is easy to find. Um, it's not really easy to find anywhere, which is which is totally fine that it's not easy to find anywhere. Guys, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because football is back. Watch the football yesterday. Jaguars Bengals. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And BetOnline is your number one spot for pro and college football with a new updated site and interface. Even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything that is football. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. From football, basketball, boxing, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. But bet online where the game starts. All right, let's now look at Yahoo points leagues and how we are viewing the the top guys there. Now we don't have to worry about best seven and punting categories and anything like that. Injury risk is still real. Here And if your points league differs from Yahoo default, and I'm going to do ESPN default as well, be aware of that. And I can't go through and give detailed answers for everyone's random formats. Basketball Monster, you type your formats in, and you can have a look how the projections come out. A lot of these guys we've spoken about are easy. Let's sort of run through it. Number one, I think James Harden is the number one projected Yahoo points guy this year. If you don't feel comfortable taking him there because you think Kyrie might get vaccinated or you are worrying about his hamstring, drop him down. But in terms of how my projections are coming out, he's at one. Number two is Yanni, and number three is Big Chungus Nikola Jokic. I think when we're looking, uh, when we're looking at these guys for the coming season, the the points league hierarchy, the top end is pretty set. Those guys are probably a little bit of a step ahead of the next guy at number four, who then sits ahead of the next group after him. You can guess who number four is going to be. But that's sort of how I'd be looking at it. Now again, if you wanted to take Giannis one or Jokic one in a points league. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Yeah, if you don't want to take that chance that you think is a chance on Harden, no, no worries. So number four is Luka Doncic. He's closer to the top three than he is to the two behind him. Five is Steph Curry. 
Steph is going to get some pretty large volume this year. He was seventh in points leagues last year, so maybe it's expecting a bit much of him to jump up to five, but that's fine. I think he can. And then six is Joel Embiid. That's how I'm going to view um, that top six for Yahoo points leagues. At seven, I'm going to take Carl Anthony Towns in a points league. At eight, I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. And nine, I'm going to go Zion Williamson. I would have taken Zion at seven if he did not have the foot injury. But I'm dropping him down a little bit just because he's a big bloke with a broken foot. But I would have had him at seven. But this is the current order that I've got these guys. And then to round out the first round, the top 12, 10 is Brad Bill, who again, I have dropped because of the COVID situation. Without the COVID risk, I would push him above uh, um, above Tatum. Um, 11 is Darren Fox. You'd be surprised there. Darren Fox is an awesome Yahoo Points League player, and I think he takes his game to another step this year. You do not have to take Darren Fox in the first round. His Yahoo ADP is 44. Take him in round three. Round two, if you must. Do not take him in the first round, but get that value. He is one of the absolute best, probably the best Points League steal on the board anywhere. And then number 12 is Damian Lillard for Yahoo Points Leagues. Now, Actually, on my per-game projections, Lillard, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James come all within 0.04 fantasy points per game projections. Right, really close. But LeBron and Davis, there's way more uncertainty in terms of how Westbrook affects them, whether they decide to rest them more. I don't think they will, but whether they do or not. So therefore, I'll take Lillard at 12 because I just feel a little bit more confident in it. But they are basically all equal and all could have been in there at that number 12 slot. Let's go lastly now to ESPN and ESPN points leagues and their default scoring system. At number one, it's James Harden. Two, it's Jokic. And three, it's Yanni. You'll notice that Jokic and Yanni switched over based on the scoring on ESPN because they do take efficiency into consideration. And it's not a small gap. It's like on my projections, almost two fantasy points per game difference that Jokic jumps ahead of Yanni there. And it's like half a point between Harden and Jokic. So while if you didn't feel comfortable with um, Harden at one in Yahoo, take Yanni. If you don't feel comfortable with Harden at one in ESPN, you take Jokic. That's how I would look at that. The next group of guys, number four is Luka Doncic. No surprise there. Number five is Steph. And number six is Carl Anthony Towns. That number six without injury would have been Zion. But I'm dropping him down a bit and I'm putting Towns into that area. Number seven, we've got Damian Lillard. Number eight, we've got Zion. And number nine, we've got Jason Tatum. Bradley Beal would have been in that number eight mix if it wasn't for his unvaccinated status. So seven Williams, or seven Lillard, eight Williamson, nine Tatum. And then to round out this show, Bill comes in at 10. Embiid at 11, not as good in ESPN points leagues as he is in Yahoo ones. And then number 12 is Kevin Durant. Now, if you don't feel as comfortable with Durant, LeBron James is really close there, so he could get 12. And De'Aaron Fox is like half a point per game behind, and he could jump in at number 12 as well. So that's how I am looking at... Um, I'm looking at all of those rankings, the best players for fantasy basketball for this season. I hope you understand what, I, what I'm saying where I'm saying that people over-obsess about that first-round pick. And it's, all, all, it's natural to do it because these are the best players in the NBA, but it's not what makes or breaks your draft. Let's just see how much this sort of um, sensationalized YouTube video gets people to watch it by saying these are the best players. You, you guys know the score. You guys know the situation. Good luck. In any drafts you got this weekend, probably wouldn't draft this weekend. I'd wait a bit, but good luck if you do. I'll be back next week with a ton of content. So stay tuned. And the best way to do that is by making us not only your first listen every day, 
but following this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, you know what to do. I want one thumb and I want it shoved straight at the middle. And I want you to get my little bell and just flick it so it rings every time a new video is uploaded. Leave your comments down below as well. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.